pumpkin heads, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Smashing Pumpcast. I'm Frank, and today we're going to talk about the Siamese Dream 30th anniversary shows that happen at Madame Zuzu's. So, I got to go to this. Didn't think I was going to, but uh, this episode is going to cover that whole journey of how I got to go to the show, my thoughts, uh, even more. Hopefully you got to watch this online. I thought it was cool that they offered it for free to watch online um, and that they did special stuff during it. My only complaint about that, I mean, yes, I got to be there in person. I got to go. But they announced the Rocket single that you could buy exclusively online at Zuzu's, and they did it during the show. I'm not going to get on my phone to buy that. And, of course, by the time that the show was done and I tried to, it was all sold out. I thought they'd have copies there, but no. My only complaint, other than that, wonderful. So, back to the beginning. I missed out on tickets because, to be honest, they were very expensive. Uh, it would have meant travel too close to my daughter's birthday. Uh, but I kind of put it out to the universe. I was like, if it was meant to be, it will happen. And then, listener, friend, Pumpkinhead, Kim Roses reached out to me. She said... I have a ticket. If you can figure out how to get here, it's yours. And so I put it out to the socials. I was like, hey, uh, hypothetically, if I was going to the show, would, is there anywhere I can crash? And a lot of listeners actually offered a place to stay, which I very much appreciate. Thank you so much if you were one of those listeners who did that. But Andy, a.k.a. track underscore fade, uh, said, hey, I have this hotel credit. I have to use it by a certain point, uh, and I'm not going to be able to. So if you need a place to stay, we could just do that. You can use that uh, hotel credit of mine. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Free ticket, free hotel. I just got to find some cheap flights. And sure enough, I was able to find a flight that I could do in payment plans. It wasn't very much, but still, you know, I was pretty broke. And I found a cheap car, too, so then I was able to book it all. And it was a very quick turnaround. I would say it was about, like, less than a week that I had to get all this together. So uh, the only deal was because my daughter's birthday, uh, we had saved up. And we were going to take her to Disneyland on that Tuesday for her birthday and uh, be there for a couple of days. And so I had to be back that Monday night, basically. So I got up at 4 a.m. that Sunday, boarded at 7 a.m. I was on a middle aisle seat <laughs> and it was, uh, I'm a big guy, so it was a little cramped for me, but I was like, it's gonna be worth it, it's gonna be worth it. We landed um, and I was going to pick up my car. It was raining very, very hard. I got a text from Kim saying that they were closing Zuzu's at 2.45 p.m. to set up. And, you know, this was, I landed at 2. Okay, I landed at 2 and and I was told, oh, at 2.45, they're going to be closed down. So if you want to get here, because uh, I, I had said that I wanted, if there's one thing I want to try from Zuzu's, it's the meatball sandwich. And I knew that they wouldn't be uh, open for food later on. So she was kind enough to order one for me but ahead of time. Uh, it was pouring rain. <laughs> I got lost in my rental car. First of all, they didn't have the car that I wanted, but they upgraded me, but I think they overcompensated because then they gave me this huge SUV, which I, I'm fine driving, but it's just, it's a boat. Um, and me driving in Chicago, which I usually don't drive, 
and it's pouring down rain. I've got this giant car I'm not used to. I got lost, it was a bit tricky, but I made it with 10 minutes to spare and I walked in and I was completely overwhelmed. I saw it was it was decked out in the whole uh, Tower Records thing. It looked so cool, they had merch everywhere. There were people just packed in there and I saw so many familiar faces from social media and I felt so bad because I was so out of it and I was trying to say hello to everybody. I was trying to, you know, uh, they were taking pictures but I didn't want to because I felt so gross and out of it and I felt bad saying no but anyway, a lot of great familiar faces. I loved seeing so many of you out there. Uh, I ate my sandwich really quickly, went back to the hotel, took a quick nap and shower and then headed back to chat with people uh, who went to the 6 p.m. show. Uh, some past guests that we had on here, John Lamantia and Mandy. So we're gonna hear a little bit about their experience at the 6 p.m. show right now. All right, I am here live at Madame Zuzu's. Here with me is John. Hi, John. Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, John is a long time. He's been on the show before. Uh, so you just saw the 6 p.m. show? Correct. And yep. give us your thoughts. It was awesome. I mean, it was short and sweet. Um, there was not a ton of banter, but there was enough banter to make it very cool. James and Billy. Uh, a lot of James and Billy, which is awesome because, you know, Billy sets James up and James comes up with one dry word. And it's just awesome because he's just funny. He doesn't even mean to be, but he is. Uh, well, maybe he does mean to be. But no, it was great. They, they snuck in an extra song from the original set list. They snuck in, should I say what the song was? Okay, Space Boy. They snuck that in. And then they made a special announcement. They made two special announcements. Should I say them? <laughs> well, one of them is that they're going to be releasing in, in the next half an hour on Madame Zeus's website of a special mayonnaise vinyl oh. thing. They, so we don't know much about it, but that's what the, the special announcement was. And the other special announcement was that as of yesterday, Chloe is Chloe Corgan. So that's pretty freaking cool, too. Played all the songs, sounded amazing. And I really, Billy's never sounded better. Yeah. I think. And, you know, James. And, and then we had, uh, surprisingly enough, Jeff was there. Katie Cole showed up to do some backup vocals in Space Boy. And, of course, Jack. Everybody's, Billy's family's there. You know, news channels are there. It's really cool. I mean, it was just a great experience for an hour. It was only an hour, but yeah. it was definitely worth worth the uh, four hundred dollars. I think I paid for it. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a once in a lifetime. Unless you're going to the nine o'clock show, then it's twice in a lifetime. <laughs> Did you come uh, during the like when it was set up like Tower Records? Yes, I came on Thursday for the Tower Records experience, which it still is um, as of now, anyway. And I bought tons of merch. You know. I'm a merch sucker, especially when it's the earlier years. You know, the, I'm an older person, so the earlier, so the Siamese Dream, Gish, Melancholy. I'm just a sucker, of course. Adore and Machina, and on and on. But yeah, I came and uh, they really did a good job with it, and uh, the merch was cool. Some of the items were a little bit sketchy with the uh, uh, materials, which I'm always a, kind of a critic of some of their merch. But uh, you know. But it's, it's really awesome. The whole experience, you know, it's the vibe and the people. It's always like a family reunion coming here when you see people like you or other fans that you see at all the events, you know? So yeah. now it's like you have a new group of friends that you probably only see at the events, but it's still it's still so fun. Awesome. Well, thank you, John. Yep. It was awesome to meet you, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, big listener, of course. All right. I am here with Mandy. Mandy, you just saw the 6 p.m. Zuzu show, and you're going to be going to the 9 p.m. one, too, or just... 
No, unfortunately, just the six o'clock, but I'm way lucky to be able to get into this one, so. So tell me, what was your favorite part of this show? <laughs> just feeling the music that close. Um, I was sat close to them once when I was 15 and they played in front of me at a record store and it brought tears to my eyes and the same thing happened with the show. Just um, feeling, yeah, feeling the music just go through my chest that close, I guess. Very, very nostalgic, very, yeah, magical. And what did you think about the, uh, the whole setup for the Tower Records, like the recreation? It's way cool. Like every Uber person who took me here had to stop and take pictures. Like they just couldn't believe all of this. So way cool inside. They did a really good job with all the merch and yeah, it looks awesome out here. Did you buy any merch? I did. I got some posters and hoodies and stickers and probably more stuff that I stuffed in there and I don't remember. <laughs> well, thank you for talking to us. It was nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. Yeah. Thanks to John and Mandy for uh, giving their testimony about the 6 p.m. show. I meant to interview more people after the show, after uh, the 9 p.m. show, but uh, <laughs> I forgot. I was so out of it. I was so dazed because I couldn't believe what I just saw. Anyway, um, we went in, got to meet Gio of SP Freaks, who was awesome. Gio, it was a pleasure to finally get to meet you. Um, I bought some merch, of course, and then I ran into Fred Paints, a.k.a. Jeff Ritchie, along with his son, Owen. And um, let me tell you, these two were just the absolute best. <laughs> it felt like an instant friendship. You know, sometimes you just meet people and click right away, and that's how I felt about Jeff and Owen. It was great to finally meet Jeff in person. He does awesome art for the pumpkins, and he did our Airplane Flies High box set shirt. Uh, found out that his son Owen is a drummer and a huge Jimmy fan. Just a really great chat and hang with those two. It was such a pleasure to meet y'all, and I hope we get to hang out again in the near future. I also got to meet Leslie Settle. It was great meeting you. And then I saw Pam, of course. Uh, Pam Fisher, the Pumpkin Queen. I got to see a lot of listeners, and it was just so cool. And I missed a few of you, and I'm sorry if I missed you. I know it was such a last-minute thing. I didn't get to really tell people. Uh, but while I was there, I got a blue matcha latte and a cranberry cookie, which was delicious. I took my seat. I wasn't sure how the seating was going to be, but I was blown away by the seat I had. I was on the third row in the aisle. It was perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, I got up to use the restroom. Got, went down a long hallway and I peeked that the band was waiting in a gym that was uh, in a, I guess, a, a section that was attached to Zuzu's. I don't know if they have their personal gym or it's something else, but uh, I got to see them. They were just kind of hanging in there. I didn't want to bother them. I didn't try to, you know, weasel my way in. I went to the restroom and came back to my seat. Uh, talked to, to my neighbor and uh, the people in front of us. Uh, the people in front of me had traveled from LA as well. So anyway, um, the Zuzu space is awesome. It's way bigger than I thought it would be. And they had the band set up, full band set up, of course with acoustic, but James had his electric too. Uh, so I'm just gonna go through the set list here. So basically this was supposed to recreate the 1994 Siamese Dream record release show that they did, the acoustic release show that they did at Tower Records. But this one had some slightly different tracks 
on here and we'll talk about that as we go through the set list. So the first song up was Rocket. Always gonna love Rocket. Rocket is one of my favorite pumpkin songs of all time, probably in my top 10. And immediately I just was like, wow, this is incredibly special. I could tell, I don't, it was so hard. I was talking about this to uh, Fred Paints, AKA Jeff, uh, about how I kept having to remind myself not to let my mind wander during the show because Sometimes uh, when I hear these songs played by this band, I kept thinking of myself as an 11 year old sitting in my room, pouring over the booklet of Siamese Dream and the CD package and listening to those songs over and over and just thinking about like, oh, what's my life gonna be when I'm older? Just all the stuff that you do when you're a kid that age just uh, listening to Siamese Dream over and over, and it's hard to think, and then you think about your place now, where you've, how far you've come, where you've been, where you're maybe going. It just, a lot of stuff starts going through your mind as you're feeling the music, and I had to keep reminding myself, be present. So I kept having to be like, there's Billy, there's James, there's Jimmy, there's Jack, there's Jeff. Just trying to make sure that I was grounded and I was actually taking in the experience because I knew it was a special experience. I wouldn't be able to have this experience again. And uh, it just took a lot for me to be present and really listen and enjoy instead of getting all the feelings and all the emotions that come with it and not, you know, just kind of getting lost in my own thoughts and nostalgia. The second song, Chair Brock, of course, sounded great today. Always a good one. Uh, Disarm, uh, which was really cool because I don't think I've ever heard Disarm full acoustic, band full acoustic. So that was extremely special to me. Then we got Space Boy, which uh, Katie Cole got to come out, so I was really happy to see Katie there.
was hoping I'd meet Howard. I thought Howard would be there as well. Uh, but uh, I think maybe they were just at the wedding. Um, which, oh yeah, that was another thing is that <laughs> Billy got married the day before and he told the story about uh, asking Chloe what she thought about having the show after their wedding date. And uh, she said no, but uh, they made it work out. I thought that was kind of funny. And then he told us some, uh, well, uh, questionable, uh, uh, <laughs> made some questionable comments and stuff, but we won't get into that. Anyway, so they're playing Space Boy. It sounds amazing with Katie. It's awesome. I don't think I've ever heard Space Boy live before. Um, maybe I have. I think maybe in Plain Song. Maybe that might be the last place I heard it. But then they go into Spaced. But among the living, given head at the truck stop, like a good rock star should. Dead, 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 but so alive. Mother effing space. I couldn't believe it when he started going dead, dead, dead. I was like, whoa, everybody was just like losing their shit. It was so cool to hear that played. And of course, it was improvised, the lyrics a little bit. But uh, I loved it. I loved hearing that. And then, of course, mayonnaise. You know, not a dry eye in the house after that. And then followed by Hummer. When I woke up from my sleep, I was happier than I'd ever been. You decide that your life is a mayonnaise followed by hummer come on are you serious it was so good it sounded so great and then uh we had luna i know i got emotional during it Go on. 
And then the band left the stage except for Billy, Jimmy, and James. And Billy said, you know, there's a lot of people who were there at that time that aren't here now. You know, people who were a big part of it, uh, of the album in that era. You know, Butch Vig, of course, Darcy. He acknowledged that. I thought that was really cool. And then uh, Jimmy picked up a guitar. And it was the three of them playing guitar. And they played Persnickety. Can you, oh, can you believe it? It was just, I think everybody was just kind of stunned and in awe. They couldn't believe that, like, wow, we all, it was just such a collective experience to be like, we're here watching this. This is a very special moment for Pumpkin fans. And we were talking, uh, the person, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, the person I was sitting next to, but uh, was there with Melissa, who's another listener who's been a guest on the podcast before. But um, we were talking about how, you know, the, the people who want to be here are here. It's kind of different from like when Billy was doing the solo shows where you get kind of some uh, rowdy people who might be shouting out shit that you don't want them to. You know, they're just there for rat in a cage or whatever. But this one, true fans watching, loving it, taking it all in every single moment, just just enveloping us. You know, it's hard because I was so out of it from the travel and again, I just kept forcing myself to be like, be present. It was already felt like I was in some kind of dream state because whenever I travel, especially if I have to wake up early, I had two hours of sleep the night before. And then, you know, uh, I took a very short nap. And after that, I knew I'd have to go back to the hotel and wake up at 4 a.m. again to get on a 7 a.m. flight to get back home. So then that way, I could take my daughter to Disneyland the next day. So it was just a lot of time crunch and it was very much, I kept forcing myself to be like, this is real, this is happening, enjoy it, take in every single moment. Afterwards, I was hanging out with Fred Paints, AKA Jeff Ritchie and his son, Owen. By the way, I stay true to my word. I'm trying to get Jimmy Chamberlain on the pump cast. And if I do, here, I'm putting it on record. Uh, I'll have you on so that you can ask Jimmy a question. Uh, but yeah, afterwards, we just kind of lingered a bit. We saw some of the band members. I didn't get to say hi to to, to Jack or Jeff or Katie, the, the usual people I usually get to see and talk to. Uh, because, you know, in a small space like that and everybody's kind of lingering around, it's, it's a little tricky. And I get it. We got to see Jimmy leave with his wife and uh, we said, you know, thank you. We yelled out thank you to him. And uh, he gave us a wave back. He was very nice. And then we saw Billy, but Billy was escorted out by a uh, guard, which I get it because it's such a small, I don't know, like if, if you have that fanatical of fans probably traveling to see you, you're probably going to want to be safe. I don't know. I, I get it. You know, ushered off to his car, drove off. Um, and that's fine. We said thank you to him as well. Uh, he didn't get a chance to stop because I'm sure... Look, he just got married. He just played two shows back to back, which I knew he was frustrated about it because his guitar going out of tune a lot. So it's like, you just want to get home. I get it. You just want to get home. 
But uh, to Billy, I just want to say thank you for putting this show on. To the band, I just want to say thank you for this special event. It meant so much to us fans that you did this show. Because to be honest, I was worried that, uh, you know, uh, the anniversary came and went and it felt like very little fanfare as opposed to the anniversaries of Gish and Melancholy and Adore. Like all these others felt like they got the, the fanfare treatment. But this one kind of felt like, and I get it, because, you know, he has complicated feelings about Siamese Dream and especially the fans of Siamese Dream. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Uh, so it was really cool that they at least put on these shows to honor that time and that he can appreciate the the impact that this album and these songs have. And I, I think Zuzu's is such a special place to have that. I think it's just a special place in general. It's cool that he has this venue and this outlet to do these types of shows. And I'm just glad that it happened. You know, I'm glad that we got a proper celebration for it. Uh, I mean, eventually, as he talked about, um, which really sucked that people think that a Siamese Dream Era tour wouldn't be profitable and they're trying to talk him out, out of it. But I mean, to see... Uh, a Siamese Dream era tour where they're playing Gish songs or playing Pisces Iscariot songs and Siamese Dream songs. To see a full show, electric show like that would be incredible because I missed out on that. I got to see them in 96 during Melancholy, but I completely missed And I, ooh, it, oh, it makes me so angry to this day that I didn't see them in 94 Lollapalooza in Dallas, which is supposedly uh, infamous, the second uh, stage show that they did. I missed out on that. So to see them do an era show like that would be incredible. So I hope it happens at some point, maybe for the 40th anniversary, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but if it happens, I'll see you there. So anyway, I got back to the hotel, went to sleep, got up at four, just absolutely dead, but smiling. Because um, I couldn't believe that I got to, to experience this. And I just want to give such a huge, huge, huge thanks to Kim Roses uh, because you made this all happen. You know, you were the, the first one to offer uh, this ticket, especially since I couldn't afford it. You had this extra ticket. You uh, helped me out uh, like many other times, Kim. Thank you so much uh, for having our backs. And Andy, thank you so much for offering that hotel so I had a place to stay. You know... Doing this podcast is, and you've heard me say it so many times, at this point, it's just, it's its a broken record, I know. It's a lot of work. It takes a long time. I mean, you know, you know, these episodes have been delayed because I've had a very busy month and I'm doing it all by myself because Pat is still busy and occasionally he'll come in and he helps when he can, but otherwise it's just me doing this. I'm researching. I'm producing it, I'm recording it, I'm scheduling it, I'm editing it, I'm doing all the post-production stuff. I'm just, to be honest, overwhelmed. And it takes a lot of time out of my personal life and my career as well. Granted, you know, my industry is getting out of a strike, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, the WGA just won their strike and I'm still waiting for the actors to see what happens with that. but. Once we're out of strike, hopefully I can start working again. But the problem is, is that the time I should be using to focus on that uh, usually goes to the podcast. And, you know, um, it, it, it's a labor of love. 
And it can really feel like sometimes it goes out into the void. And I love hearing from our listeners who appreciate the show. It just puts gas in the tank. So when people like Kim and Andy really offer a hand so I can experience this makes it all worth it. And I'm not doing it for those rewards. I'm not doing it for the band to give us anything. It all started out of the love for the pumpkins. And that's the bedrock of why I do this because I'm a fan. I want the show to sound a certain way, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot, a lot of work. And honestly, I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to do this, especially since it's just me doing it. Uh, Pat's not going to be able to come back, you know, uh, all the time. You're going to hear him on a couple of episodes coming up, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. But it, it really is wonderful that I met such an incredible community through doing this podcast. So Kim and Andy... Thank you, thank you, thank you, especially Kim for having my back so many times uh, through this podcast. I really appreciate it. So thank you. And thank you to all of you who reached out to me to help me out with trying to figure out how to get to the show, uh, lodging. I know that uh, it could be weird. You don't know me. (laughs) You just know me from the podcast. So I really appreciate the kindness of strangers. Uh, It really does feel like the Pumpkins community brings us closer. Like, I feel like I do know you. I hope that I fostered a positive fan community experience because that's what Pat and I tried to do when we started this. We hated the negativity that was happening on some of the pumpkin circles, and we just didn't want any part of that. We wanted to celebrate this band. And some of you are on the same wavelength and page as that, and it's so great to meet y'all and to interact with you. So thank you so much for listening to the show supporting the show and to help us out to be able to experience things like this i can't thank you enough and it just really makes this podcast all worth it at the very end say if this podcast were to end one day i just the thing i would take away from it the most uh is making friends in this community i feel like uh i'm gonna be friends with some of you for for as long as the pumpkins still live and breathe you know even past that uh so thank you so much for supporting the show and listening to the show a really fantastic experience i really can't believe that i got to be there and hear these songs and i'm rambling because it's so hard to put into words it just felt like magic it just felt special and i couldn't believe i could be there and it just meant the world to me that i got to experience this and make it back in time to take my daughter to Disneyland. Um, We got sick after that. And of course, you know, I just didn't catch up on sleep for a couple of weeks because I had other stuff that was going on. Strangely busy past that. And I'm just now catching up on that sleep and getting over another cold. So yeah, it just felt like a whirlwind experience. And I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful. And I hope that uh, I can return that favor somehow to you the listeners if i'm ever in the opportunity to help other listeners out to attend these shows or to experience these things i want to pay it forward you know i want to be able to do that as well and hopefully i can someday right now broke as hell and i'm just doing my best and i'm just producing this podcast and hopefully it's entertaining you all So that was my experience at Zuzu's i'm sure that i missed some stuff because i'm just kind of sitting down on a Saturday and recording this and I'm sure I'm going to miss a lot of details but let me know your experience have you watched it online 
or you were there at the show yourself, either the 6 p.m. or the 9 p.m. show, comment on our socials, either on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, and but mostly on Instagram. Feel free to share your experience there. I'd love to hear what you thought of the show. I'm really happy I got to experience that. So uh, thank you to Kim and Andy, and thank you again to the band. Uh, I'm really excited for more music, and I'm still on board. Ride or die. Okay, that'll do it for this episode of the Smashing Pumpcast. Uh, episodes coming up. I'm still waiting on a few things. Uh, I got to wait for some approval stuff on the Howard Willing episode. So Howard Willing, that will come out soon. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, and we got Seer coming up. We're going to be recording those episodes soon. And we got another special episode coming out uh, after that. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm working on trying to book some more guests. We also have some Patreon episodes of people cashing in their rewards. Uh, Some really cool specific episodes coming up that will be on the main feed as well. And uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on the socials on Instagram at Smashing Pumpcast. Cast is spelled K-E-S-T. Or you can find us on Twitter slash X at Pumpkins Podcast. Podcast is spelt normal there. Or you can email us. You can just reach out to us at thesmashingpumpcast at gmail.com and cast us about K-A-S-T there as well. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And also, if you want to support the show and can't sign up for Patreon, just leave a four to five star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a short review, something positive. Or give us a star rating on Spotify. That helps out more than you know. And just share the show. You know, share our post, whatever you could do to help us out so that more pumpkin heads can find us. That would be great. So thank you again for listening and for supporting. And until next time, we bid you all a fond farewell and good night. <laughs>